The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. All it takes is one bad day. So because DC Comics doesn't seem to acknowledge the fact that there are other characters in the DC Universe, and that only Batman is the superior character in all of DC lore, we have yet more Batman stories being published and written by superstar talents and writers and artists, and... We're starting off with the Riddler because apparently uh, they wanted to capitalize more on the Rid- on the Batman movie because um, yeah, this is part of a multiple eight ish eight miniseries prestige one shots focusing on the one bad day that turned all these iconic villains such as Ra's al Ghul, Catwoman, the Riddler, Clayface, Bane. Uh, let's see. Um, the Penguin, Mr. Freeze. Though, I am curious as to know why they didn't include Poison Ivy, or they didn't include a somewhat way to explain Harley Quinn. I would have been interested in those two as well. Especially since Harley Quinn's origin could be that she was always a bad egg or something. Like, there is an established lore in both the animated series and in the multiple Universal one sh- stories, such as Harleen. Where she has this dark side of her. But yeah, I don't know. So, first off on this list is going to be the Riddler one-shot, Batman One Bad Day. Written by Tom King and, Mi- and drawn by Mitch. Grid- I kept trying to pronounce it, and, every t- and even though I keep hearing its pr- pronunciation, I always screw it up. Uh, sorry. But he's helped, but he's helped uh, produce some stories with Tom King in the past, so this looks like a perfect collaboration to do. Tom King, when it comes to Batman, people kind of don't want him to be doing any more works involving Batman. Like, they like Killing Time, they like, but like then you remember, oh wait, the Batman run happened, and there was moments of greatness on there. But it ran way longer than it probably could, should have been. There's the Batman Catwoman that some people like, some people hated. I feel like I feel like this is like the kind of story that this is how I always looked at Tom King's writing. I think his writing works when it's not an ongoing and it's not extensively connected to the greater DC or Marvel universes, like. We've seen his work on The Omega Men, which was a critical darling for people. We've seen his work on on The Vision, and that was a 12-issue series, originally an ongoing, but then they stopped it, and they were planning to do a sequel, but it never went through. But people praised it to this day about this dark family stuff. But, yeah, you, you see, 
and there's Supergirl, people love that. So it's like, he is able to tell stories, able to write good, if he's given constraint and is allowed to work in a limited scope. And stories he could work on that are part of the DC Universe, but can be... How, how do I say this? Reverse engineered into becoming part of the larger DC universe. But for the most part, he's stuck. he sticks to one area. He's either given 6 to 12 issues, and you can work with that. But when it comes to going beyond that, I feel like his work starts to degrade a little bit. His writing starts to degrade. Like, he can't seem to really get to that, to that point where he can be consistently turning out gold after gold after gold whereas in limited scopes like one shots multi issue uh, uh, six issues, twelve issues within that range I feel like he does better on that front so yeah Bat- so he was given the task of doing the Riddler and Batman One Bad Day to basically delve into what eventually ticked the Riddler Edward Nigma over the edge Oh boy, that's uh, that's a thing. Like we already had some origin stories with the Riddler, but you know we have to make this a definitive one at least until the next retcon comes around. So, yeah, Batman is now the one bad day based off the Killing Joke, which okay, that's some people are mixed about that because it was like, why is every why does DC keep going down the rabbit's net around the, down the Alan Moore well and they keep making more and more stuff like they're trying to make so much about homages to Alan Moore's work because it's just that damn good that they kind of forgot. Yeah, we we're kind of like the DC universe. We have Wonder Woman, we have Superman, we have. Nightwing, we have Donna Troy, we have all these characters, but we got to focus on everything else that was Alan Moore and specifically more about Batman. Uh, Ever since Jeff Johnson's Green Lantern run era ended, it's just they keep going back to the Batman well, so yeah, we're in for a long one since this is a 64-page prestige format one-shot. So, hijinks ensue. The Riddler uh, story will feature graphic violence, since this is ages 17 plus. Since this is, a, since this is technically considered a DC Black Label story. So, yeah, violence rules, violence galore is coming. Oh, oh, by the way, there is one other important detail. So, Tom King makes... There's a reference in this story that unless you heard Tom King's interview about it, it's uh, gonna get a little political. Because Tom King decides to make a reference to a certain former president who can't let go of the fact that he's not president. And... Yeah, he taught, he mentions a certain thing that the certain president said in an interview once about what he could do and voters would still be on his side. So, 
Yeah, that's where that that's where the opening of the story will reference at. So if you don't know what it means, uh, you'll know in a little bit. So spoilers beware on this. We're gonna kick on this ad break, and then we'll be back after these messages. And welcome everyone to Batman One Bad Day: The Riddler Number One by Tom King and Mitch. And stay tuned for more. And last but not least, when is a riddle riddle no longer a riddle? Yeah, hon, I'm shutting down now. How's she doing? I mean, is it real or is it just panic because she doesn't want to go to practice? No, yeah, I, I know you, you know, but with her these days, why is 11 such a hard age? Isn't it supposed to all start at 13? Well, does she have a fever? I mean, I'm just her, just saying, I don't want her to force her to go, but she made a commitment. She should learn that means something. She can't just sniffle her nose and get out of things because, because she wants to watch her sitcoms instead. Look, okay, I'll be home in 40 minutes. Tell her that she has that time to decide if she's sick or not. Is that fair? When I was a kid, I could be drowning in my own sick, and my father would have made me go to practice. And I'm doing okay, right? My father and I don't talk for many or any reasons. Be not because of that. I don't want to make her do anything she doesn't want to do. But I think maybe she does want to do this, and she just won't admit it. She's growing up in Gotham. We're raising her and the boys here for a reason. She has to be a little tough being here it means that things happen and you, don't, and, and you adjust and not everything goes your way. She has to learn that. So we see this, so we're in this first person perspective and some guy's closing up work, talking to his wife, just having a good day, casual oversight, and he's looking to enjoy life and everything. Look, I'll order a car and skip the train, get home a little faster, and I'll talk to her. I really think she wants to go, it's nerves, and if it's not, she doesn't have to. It'll work out. I'm in the car. I mean, I'm in the elevator. Now, let me call you back and order the car. I can't even speak anymore. I'll call you back. One second. Love you too. So he goes ahead and orders his Uber, essentially, and someone comes to him saying, Oh, John, how's it going? Going home early for my daughter's practice, soccer, which she hates, but sometimes she loves. She's actually really good at it, when she's not just... yeah. This is your daughter, right? How old is she now? I still remember her at the picnic, jumping in the mud pile. Remember that? Everyone was dying. Super cute kid. Thanks. Yeah, she's 11 now. That must have been, you know, that seemed impossible. Well, these days, sir, uh, you should probably be aware that there are... Tons and tons of hormones in the food, so yeah, acceleration happened. When they're just trying to figure it out and jumping everywhere with no parachute, and all this new is even harder. I don't know, man. Well, good luck, I guess. Uh, I'm sure it'll all be good. Thanks, man. Have a good one. So he goes ahead and answers the phone, goes ahead and texts Diane, saying, in called car should be 30 minutes. Then she's writing saying, Sounds good. Seems calmer. No love. Never. No lover. Gotta call it in five with QTT. With GTT. 
ran into Evan, and he was talking about being in the bud at the picnic. You remember that? She was my little bear. And he's waiting for the next response, and then all of a sudden, darkness. So we cut to a recording of what's going on. It's loading up now. It'll be up. We've gone and slowed down for this, frame by frame. Here we go. So this Monday, that's John Oates, our victim there. Just got off work. Usually takes the train, but decided to call a car. Now watch on the left. And here's the Riddler. The gun's out by the time we catch him. And with the camera there. You see that? Right hand. Now, in real time, this is just a few seconds, but no hesitation or anything. Can't see anything if he says anything. He looked and didn't see any movement in his mouth looking like he did. And then there's the shot. People start panic. So people start to panic, running from the noise. Riddler brings the gun down to his side, doesn't target anyone else. People still running. He drops the gun next to the body of Oates. Uh, it stays there until we get it. Very calm, no screaming or anything like that. Professional still. Still not talking as far as we can tell. We got a patrol car coming his way, an officer half a block down, sprinting toward him, shouting. He hears that, no doubt, and he turns to the camera. And he smiles. And the Riddler, at the end of this footage, is holding a car saying, showing the Batman symbol. Translation, Notice me! No! DC Comics presents Dreadful Reigns. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty sure. <laughs> Batman, created by Bob King with Phil Fighter. Where is he? The Riddler spoke in the interrogation room. He's not coming. And he says, and I quote him directly here, Edward's not worth my time. Do you want to know the oldest riddle is? From ancient summer, 4,000 or so years ago, there is a house where you enter blind and leave seen. What house is this? John Oates. You popped him in the head in broad daylight, um, out on winning I can't pronounce that name I tried then wait for the cops to come you got a reason? you owe him some money? you lose it to him at poker or something? maybe he slept with your girlfriend? you got a girlfriend? a schoolhouse so that's a no on the girlfriend you don't like that one? riddle me this how did the joker know you'd be home with Babs that day? how do you know where you live? how did you get past your security? We both know him. He's a weird guy. Complicated, but never much of a planner. Hmm. Oh dear. Hey Eddie, how's tricks? I want to do this whole one bad day thing, but I got no idea where to start. Well, Jack, how about the commissioner's daughter? I have this whole thing staked out. It was so easy, I got bored with it. I'll give you you for a song. That would be perfect, Eddie. Now tell you what. I'll throw in a dance for free. Ha ha ha. Click. You stole of Jesus! You okay, Gordo? You seem upset. So... Yeah. <sighs> yeah, um... So what Riddler just confessed to is that he's the one that told Gordon, oh yeah, Gordon, I'm the one that told the Joker where to hit, 
told Joker about where you live and your daughter and the timing and I staked you out. Oh, and I also might have also told him to kill your to shoot your daughter. So, uh Yeah, I'm a I'm a bad person. You okay, Goro? You seem upset. Oh no, did people find out about Sergeant Essen? How do you know Funder and then forced her to transfer? So you could hide your sexy affair from your pregnant wife? She worked for you, man. She had a career. And then, well, we know what came then, don't we? Poor thing. You came in blind. And you leave seeing. What house is this? Did you not tell me... Did you not tell me you studied? I, I did, sir. I knew the whole book. I memorized it. Yes, of course. If it's fine tomorrow, said Mrs. Ramsey. But you'll have to be up with the larks, he added. I had hesitation about putting an AP English at your age. I expected hard work to overcome these hesitations, and I seem to remember you telling me you studied. Headmaster, a 92 is still an A. You can ask Professor Yellen. That it was the third highest score in the class. It's just he added a stupid riddle for the last points, and that's just guessing. It doesn't have anything to do with preparation. I was prepared, sir. I swear. So yeah, well, a flashback to Edward to Riddler's uh, origin when he was a young lad at a university with his father being the headmaster. And then the headmaster says, third best, congratulations. Sir, please, Edward, stop. You're wasting your time that you obviously need for your learning. Let's get this over with so you can get back to the library. I... Yes, sir, of course. I think we should go to the bar today. Tremble thou, wretch, the house within three undivine crimes unwhipped of justice. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Very well. Remember, whatever you do, both here and in life, be honest. Edward Tinnery. Are you the son of a... Mm. No, sir. Our son! Are you the son of a... No, sir! Whose son are you? I'm your son, father. I'm yours, please. I'm yours, father. Father. Yeah, so his father beats him when he had third best, a 92 grade. Oh, dear God, this reminds me so much of a scene uh, of the Langoliers where this crazy character has this father that got mad at him because he got a B in testing in his class and I'm like oh for fuck's sake I'm like I would have gotten I would have went out for ice cream for that we pray now in the name of the father of the son and the holy ghost we got to a funeral of John Oates I commend you my dear John Henry Oates to almighty God and entrust you to your creator May you rest in the arms of the Lord, our God, who formed you from the dust of the earth. May Holy Mary, the angels, and all the saints welcome you now that you have gone forth from this life. May Christ, who was crucified for you, bring you freedom and peace. May Christ, who died for you, admit you into this garden of paradise. May Christ, the true shepherd, embrace you as one of his flock. May he forgive all your sins and set you among those he has chosen. May you see your great Redeemer face to face and enjoy the vision of God forever. 
And after the funeral, we see Bruce Wayne standing over the gravestone of Jonathan Oates. Bruce Wayne? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, pardon me, Mrs. Oates. Miss Oates, I was just leaving. I'm sorry for your loss. I I don't think we've met, have we? Did you know my husband? He never said anything. No, no, I, I read I read about it in the paper. I You're soaking wet. Come on, you can share. There's a party, not a party, a reception thing, an after-funeral thing, you know. You can come if you wanted, but you don't have to. The kids are there. John's parents took them. My parents are... They can't travel there. They send flowers. I should be there. Everyone's expecting me. They got a tray from the deli. Meats and pickles and cheese and breads. So you can make sandwiches. It's nice. There's even mustard and all that. They... The kids are waiting for me. I should go have some uh, sandwich. But he's... He... He's under the dirt, my John. They buried him. I'm sorry. I... I should go. I should... God? It's alright. Please, take your time. Now we cut back into the past. Okay, 30 seconds to go. The time of wasted wistfuls has passed. If you know him, write him. 17 seconds. 13 seconds. 10, 9, 8... Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Riddle me this. What is the English word most commonly spelled incorrectly? Enough. So, how'd that go, Eddie? Are we having fun yet? I, well, I believe the, the stand questions were well put and well answered. I think you'll find, Professor Yellen. The last, the final, the riddle was unexpected as last time, so that was surprising. But I do believe I answered it correctly, sir. Incorrectly. Excuse me? What word is the most commonly spelled... What English word is most commonly spelled incorrectly? Incorrectly spelled incorrectly. Uh, oh. Eddie, life is about acquiring knowledge. Any schmuck can take crap in and vomit it out. You know, bitch. See, what I want from you, from everyone, is to learn what to do with that knowledge. It's not just regurgitation, you know? It's recontextualization. Yes, right, that's very smart. Once you have le leave these vaunted halls, Eddie, you're going to see there are so many questions, just questions all the way up and down. And there's at the end of the day, there's no one who can answer them except you. That's the ugly and the beauty of it all. Incorrectly. I-N-C-O-R-R-E-C-T-L-Y. Riddle me this. And he contemplates suicide, holding a gun to his head and clicking it three times. <sighs> and he puts the gun away before resigning to himself to his fate. Father? 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 I'm here. Ready. I was wrong. It wasn't enough. So then we got to this stranger that's being nearly killed by a shark, screaming out for mercy. Ouch. <gasps> okay! Not again! I'll tell you everything! Whatever it is you want, man! I work for an 
for like years. No one knows more than me. I'm saying I'm not lying or anything. I'll give you whatever you want of his. Okay, I'm done. I'm tired of it, please. What do you want? We used to talk, man. He ain't shy. But we got like the big typewriters and that. I know all the suppliers. And like gay gags he pulled and or that he did that you don't even know, man. I don't, I know, I know them all. No one knows him like I know him. I henched him for like decades, man. Decades. He always came to me first. I know his favorite riddles. I was good at them. I'll give it to you, okay? It's yours. I don't want it. Just, I don't get okay. It's cold and it cuts me when I hit. There's, I want to breathe, man. There's no way to go out. I'm ready, I'm ready. You just don't do it anymore. Whatever you want. I'm game. Please, please just say yes. Say yes, okay? Yes? Yes? No. And Batman drops him into the water again, ready to be eaten by sharks. So yeah, what Batman is doing is the CIA torture method. I think. So, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, at a prison cell belonging to Burt Weston, and yes, well, I mean, I guess a bet's a bet, and then he cuts himself. I just didn't think you could actually name every actress in the chorus of, of Gold Diggers of 1933. That was certainly impressive. Next time I'll, next time I'll think of something hard to ask you. Um. If he's slitting his own throat, I I'm just gonna ask a question. Shouldn't he be, like, gargling on his blood? But yeah, Edward Nigma apparently made a bet with someone, with Burt Weston, and it ended very tragically. He actually left instructions on how to bury him. It's actually a 120-page script. One long scene between him, between a gravedigger and him. We're supposed to chop him into 24 pieces, the number of frames per second in a unit film. Then we're supposed to take a picture of each piece and edit them together to make one single film. To make one second film. This film is to premiere at the Cannes, where it must be the first film shown at the festival. When? Not if, but when the film wins the Palme d'Or, uh, we have to take like, all of the body parts and the award to the Garmin's Chinese Theater. Where they are to be reassembled and stuck into a concrete position that shows him holding the reward. All of Hollywood is to be in attendance, including his mother. Anyway, film's free, film freak's body is off to be buried. I'll have them throw the script in the fire with him. We can't leak him directly to Enigma, I mean. As far as we can tell, uh, they can't even hear, hear each other through the walls. We have reinforced that stuff years back, you remember. But we've moved Enigma to solitary just in case. I don't want to find Tweedledum and Tweedledee hanging. We asked him, of course, why and what and all that. He says he'll only talk to you. I press him. He says a lot of things. He's, I don't want to get into his, he's not in a good mood. Maybe we should have had him isolated from the beginning. It's, I mean, Nigma's been in and out of Arkham for decades. This is how we've always handled it. Thought we, I was used to him. But all this, I don't get. What's the riddle? So yeah, we see Batman stopping a mugger event happening. And, well, he drives the guy through the road. Ouch. 
I mean, even this Oats case, we can't put it together. I had, like, a full team on it looking for something, a clue. Let's be honest, in all this time we've known him, has he ever done anything? I mean, literally anything representing some boron challenge horse? It has to be there, but hmm. We've gone back to every other detail. Everything he's done, we searched all the all of damn Gotham, and we can't find anything. There's no hint that we've missed. He's not so about that. So we try to look for some connection between Oats and Enigma. Maybe this was a killing of passion. Even crazy sometimes gets a reason. But that's not there either. As far as we can tell, those two have never crossed paths. No one associated with either of them is associated with each other. I'm driving this as hard as I can and crashing into a dead end after dead end. The only lead we have is Adam Rothman, one of his former henchmen. I'm sure you know him. Guy turned up on Gotham Shore, soaked to the bone, being up a bit, whining and moaning, scared out of his mind. But you won't talk either. He's saying he said too much, whatever that means. So, that's it. We got nothing. I guess our hope here is... you. So, Batman heads to a certain precision in a old abandoned house. Else, before we cut back to the flashback of Edward Nigma's past. Please, come in. Hello, Professor Yellen. Hey, feeling I can help you with Edward? Yes, I was preparing for the next exam, and I would like to know if... If, if it was... If you were to... If you were going to have an uh, riddle on it... That is where points I would like to know. I feel it is um, unfair given school policy. I would like to lodge an objection before the test is before you give it. <sighs> it can't be easy being the son of a headmaster. Everyone hears from these big East Coast families, blue buds down the line. I imagine that's kind of frustrating at times, right? Like, are you trying to prove yourself to these people? Sir, with great respect, I do not believe it is fair. If you wish to make an extra credit, that is a different matter. But being unjust is not its not what we were taught here. You are in a violation, and I will report you. You're a real good kid, Edward. Does anyone tell you that? You're smart, yes, but, you know, you also you have your own cool to you. Maybe it's not everyone else's cool, but I see it. I want you to encourage it. I want you to be proud of it. You should be, sir. I don't want any more riddles. It's Please, it's not fair. I love that you're doing this, man. You're Byron. You're rebelling. It's a natural and beautiful thing. And that's why the riddles are, th riddles are there. So you can face an obstacle, be frustrated by it, then overcome it. It's okay not to know things. It's okay to have a struggle. That's what school's for. So when struggle hits you in life, just you just don't crumble. Why? Why do you hate me? I don't, man. Honestly, no one does. I swear. Listen, please. There's no hate in this. It's just learning how to find the answers. I'm sorry. I'm not doing anything right. I'm good to go. I'll I'll do good. I'll get it right. Cool, man. Good to hear. No one's rooting for you more than I am. I have all the confidence in the world that you'll figure this out. My advice? Nothing's worth the stress. Take a break for a second. Clear your brilliant head. Get a bite to eat. And Edward just glares at the end... At at the end, and with tears running down his face. All right, Eddie. Early breakfast here. Hey, my daughter really liked that last one What has the bomb at the top. She's been shouting it to her mother. Your legs, your legs. Dude, she was laughing. You got another one like that? Like, a little dirty, but kid dirty? She loves any joke that has, a, like, a fart in it or something. You got one like that, right? Then Edward Nigma smashes his hands. 
and he screams and calls for help. Maybe your daughter would like this one. Riddle me this. If two's a company, stop, please, please. And three's a crowd. <gasps> What's four and five? No, man, oh, God. Do you have a guess? And he cracks off his fingers in grotesque fashion. The answer is nine. Four and five are nine. Tell her that. I think she'll like it. It's a neat one because you don't see it coming until it blows you away. So he just kills. So he just ruins someone's life. Dana Terry, former headmaster of Ander Academy. Get out! Your son recently killed a man. It always leaves a clue before he does. This time he didn't. I'm trying to find out why. And because he doesn't understand this is the goddamn Batman, he shoots him. I talked to one of his people a few days before the murder. He dismissed all of his usual subordinates. He told me he had to take some time for an elderly parent. On his school records, you are listed as his own guardian. And he fires again. Mr. Terry, when was the last time you saw your son? Stop! You think I won't, Mr. Terry? Despite the rumors in the press, I am not omnipotent. I have an unfortunate weakness for mercy. That's far too often led to careless mistakes and lingering pain. However, the moment you fired that gun at me, I lost my taste for any mercy. So as you pull the trigger, know that that weapon is aimed at you. That you are making a careless mistake. That your mistake will lead to a lingering pain. You... <sighs> my son is an idiot. You could read in a year and a half. New Greek, Latin, and calculus by the time you are five. By 12, he had another dozen languages and was showing genius-level aptitude in every topic, from literature to genetics to music theory. To say he was a prodigy amidst them, others might occupy a category with him, and my son was unique. I dedicated my life to him, to ensuring that such potential would be nurtured, developed in a fitting way. Yes, that involved beating him. Every day, every night, we worked, and where my limitations showed themselves, I hired two girls. I spent my life savings on an army of learned men and women to expose him to every corner of academia. Finally, I was able to get to him the admission to the beloved and demanding academy to which I had dedicated my life. Due to his excellence in the academy, academics, they could not deny him, despite the fact that his mother, she was, she was not suitable to their standards. Regardless, there though. Younger than most of his peers, he excelled. The only student in history in the institution to make to earn perfect marks seven semesters straight. The only one. Mine. Teacher after teacher came to me to boast about the boy's intelligence, his potential to become a scholar, a great man. They had seen the best children the world had to offer, and Edward exceeded them all. There are Waynes and Halts and Luthors. I have known them. I taught them, studied them. Next to my boy, hey. He then gets a sip of his alcohol, and he's still, it, he's an idiot. I have not spoken to Edward for 30 years, says the basketball court, Andy. Since he started that Enigma nonsense, Enigma, oh how clever. I would not speak to him again in my life. He might have, there was no limit to him, but he made a choice. I gave him a path to follow, I laid out the bricks, placed him on a good horse, showed him the way, and let him go. And he 
pulled up on the reins, turned the animal and giggled and trotted out to, to play. I do not wish to play with him. Why did he go? Why would anyone? It, is sure, it sure is a fun little riddle, isn't it? You should ask him. See if he can crack it. My son was blessed with a gift. Blessed! And he wasted it on games. And he has such he has ruined his life and mine. Is that enough to earn a little mercy? Where's his mother? Father! Edward, control your voice and your enthusiasm. This is an office, not a sporting stadium. Father, someone has... In the com common room, there's a spit it out boy... All this huffing and puffing is embarrassing. Clearly, your physical education will be your next, our next priority. There's a fire in the common room. Someone set off a firecracker and caught the curtain and... Why, Edward, why didn't you just say that, you peanut-headed boy? How dare you tell me things when you're so extremely nervous at the fact that I beat you? I am... I am the professor, the headmaster. You stay here. I don't need you fainting at the first sight of danger in front of the whole class. And do not touch anything. Nothing, you hear me? Yes, Father. Best of luck. Then he breaks into do his father. Then he steals his father's keys and breaks into uh, breaks into the uh, into the school work school's offices. All right, class. Talking time is done. Eyes on me. Everyone, good luck. Good. Thank you. You guys look awesome. Now I want everyone to take a deep breath in and out right now. And don't just breathe. Feel yourself. Be conscious on the air flowing into you and out of you. Just focus on that movement. Then act. Good, good. You've listened. You've noted. You're studied. Your preparation's finished. All that's left is your wit and your will. Put down the paper. Pick up your pen. Let the test begin. I wish you luck, which if you are here, you already have, but you may not need, so instead, I'll wish you success. Which, if you are here, you certainly do need, but may not yet have. What disappears when you say its name? So, we got to this scene where... scene where Edward Nigma is being escorted by several SWAT soldiers. You are completely silent during this procedure. Any talk, talking, any noise, any movement, any resistance will be met by swift and severe punishment. Now, in preparation for your relocation to cell block C, please put your hands out in front of you. Have you talked to him? I don't like warnings. Let's start with rubber bullets. Bring him to his knees. Hey, hey, Andrew, before you listen to Gordon here, please remember that you have three children, Maya, Char Charlene, and Caitlin who go to Brent Community School on Conway. And that I have escaped from Arkham over three dozen times, and I will again. And I will find them. And I will kill them. What? Officer, you have an order, not a choice. Chris, Daryl, Gil, Christopher, Raphael, Ron, Connor, Joss, I feel like I know each of you and your dear, sweet, soon-to-be-dead families. And yet, it's like we're meeting for the first time. There's a fun riddle in there somewhere. Feed this. And so we begin. And... Yeah, so... The SWAT team officers lost their minds. And start killing each other. What the f***? Put it down. You heard him. I got f***ing kids. I'm not letting this f***ing out of this room. Gentlemen, you will stop 
and you will stop. Drop your weapon, Daryl, right now. I'm fooling around with you. You fool. And gunfires everywhere. There. You. Who do you meet first time and also the last time? An Arkham God. No, it's too specific. You had to be here. Here. As gunfire starts shooting everywhere and blood starts piling on Edward Nigma's head and the rest of his body. Who can you meet for the first time but never again? A bunch of dopey cops with bullets in their heads. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not getting it. It's very frustrating. This is why I need to talk to him. It just makes things make sense. Gordon, do you think you could call him again? I very much appreciate it. Jesus Christ! How dare you take the net lord's name in vain! As Gordon is on his knees holding the straitjacket with all the officers dead. Everyone fights here. What am I supposed to do? Call the cops? Have the thing in here being their wives are Gordon boys. Saw that lady in BC one morning, being with a bruise on her face, the shape of a badge. Swear to God. So, what do you, do you want? Seriously, I hear screaming. I'm supposed to, what, rush all around at, like a hmm, hero? Banging down the door. Hey, it's me. Stop it. I don't know you. But I guess I'm dying for you. So, or what? I get a flashlight and cut out a little back puppet. Hang it on all nice. Shine at the window. Wait for you to sell everything. And then she'd kick you around. And the city would give me the keys to it. Everything would be all hmm, hunky dory. And revealing the dead woman who is presumably Edward Nigma's mother. Please, no one can save these people. She was a nice lady, though. She used to watch my cat when I had to go out of town for business or something. Not that any of that's your business, Batman. I don't do anything you wouldn't approve of. But yeah, we chatted, I knew her. I'm not saying I didn't. She was friendly, but she didn't have a lot of friends, you know. She worked on the street most of her life, a veteran of that particular war. She had fun stories, man. She wasn't shy about it. Back before Gordon, when things were real wild, when Gotham was still Gotham, that's where she served, you know. Made her money the same way we all do these days, right? Sold something people wanted to buy. Anyways... I guess you could say she retired mostly. She was still doing a shake here and there, but not all the time. You don't pay into social security into that tr in that tray. You, but she wasn't the ripest fruit of the tree, if you get that. But I guess she had a little get to get a little. Walls are thin. I heard a lot. She was she had regulars, old guys who've been coming for years, and some young ones with taste. I thought it was one of them when the shoutings got started. So, yeah, things are getting worse. I didn't see anything. You got to understand that. I can't tell you who it was, what his name was, was or if he's seven feet tall, nothing. I would like to say it seemed like they were familiar the way she was crying and peeing and he was going off. Sounded like people who wanted something from each other. Not just a moment, but over a long time. Mostly, he just kept asking her questions, screaming mm, questions at her after questioning her. Throwing her at Throwing it at her, relentless. All, where have you been? Why did you leave? Why did you do? They kind of, hmm. I didn't, that I didn't blame her for not answering, but he kept going on with the questions. 
and she's pleading with him, just give her a second, but the questions, they keep coming on and on. Like, I was literally getting bored. And finally, finally, he stops. Finally, he gives her a second answer. Right, just to breathe. And I hear her start, right? She's like, okay, give me a second, all right. Let me explain. And then, like, all of a sudden, nothing, quiet. She's about to talk and just to say another word. A few minutes later, I hear the guy leave. Right out the front door. Door to click, stomping feet. Man, not running or nothing. I didn't see the lady since I knocked once or twice. She didn't answer. I don't hear anything about her. Huh, have you considered that she was mercilessly killed? Nah, that's too much thinking. I'm sorry to hear she's dead. She was a good lady, a good neighbor. I got no judgment against her. She lived her own life, you know. That's more than 99% of, suck of the suckers out there doing. She had a pride her. I liked her. Smart, too. Always reading it. Mm. I hope you catch the trash who did it. And if you do, Batman, bring that little mm. right to me. Right here, so I can look him in his face, because I never got to. But then, he's so desperate for answers. I'll give him some mm. answers. So, Jim Gordon contacts Batman, with Batman proclaiming, Jim. There's nothing more I can do. Everyone's scared of him. I had five guards quit this morning. Say they're moving their families to another state. Hell, I'm terrified. I... I need you. Uh, yes, because no one has ever thought about leaving Gotham besides besides the fact that, well, Gotham's a messed up place. Hell, I'm t I need you. Where? The yard. In the back. His suggestion. Insistence, rather. Works for me. Give me to some room. Tonight. He's not going to be tied up or anything. I'm not throwing away another good cop on that. He's... You should... You should know. He's not the man he used to be. Brian said you wanted to see me, sir. Is there a problem? You like basketball, Edward? I've never seen you play. I don't have time for games. I have to study. Can I ask you about that? Why are you studying so much? Well, I mean, the, the normal reasons. To get your grades, to get to go to college, to get a good job, to live a good life. And when you're all done with that, when all the learning is in you, and you got perfect house, a car, a career, what are you going to do then? What's your reward for all that hard work? What the point of your life? I don't think I understand, sir. You're going to want to be young. You're going to want to want to be free. Edward, you're going to want to just be here and play a game. It sounds silly, right? But on the other side, you'll see. This is what you're really going for. And you're already here. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, well, I graded the test this morning. Want to know how I did? How you did? Very well. Let me guess you did. Yes, sir. I very much hope it was all right. I worked diligently on it. Super funny thing, though. At the last second, I changed the question. The riddle, riddle there at the end. I saw one of the paper I liked. First you eat me, then you get eaten. What am I? Oh. Really? Yeah, and you wrote down silence, which is the answer to the riddle I was going to use, but didn't. As if I don't know. What do you think? I, there's been a mistake? Edward, if you're going to cheat, buddy, do it well. You didn't even bother to read the question, but it's Professor Young. You can't tell father. I'm sorry, man. I really am, but you know I have to. I think this will be for the best in the end. 
Maybe this will show you. You have to stop being so concerned with being smart and just lighten up and have some. And then Edward Nigma kicks him in the head. Professor Yellen, oh no, oh no. I'm sorry, please, I'm so sorry. Here, sir, let me help you up. It'll be okay, I'm sorry. But don't tell Dad about this, though, because if he knew, you don't know him. He's not who you think he is. And starts smashing his head in. He doesn't play games like we do. He doesn't know how to have fun. He thinks you just have to win at everything. He's really... He doesn't know joy, how joyful it can be to just let go. No! Oh, Professor asked me that again. That riddle I missed. Now that you mention it, I think it would be, be a blast to solve. What was it? Oh, yes. First you eat me, then you get eaten. What am I? A fish hook. Uh, do you ever get tired of being right? You killed your mother. I've killed a lot of people. I'm not a very nice person. And besides, at least mother got to live a fine old age. I was the one who freaked out during a sword fighting movie, making my parents walk me through home through crime alley, and their happy days of tatterly. Do you want me dazzled? Do you should I clap? I knew who you were. Did you know me? I did. I do. You're an idiot. No, Batman. Actually, I'm not. Between our games, solving the riddles on giant typewriters, I used to go into your mansion during the day. I wanted to check on you, make sure you were doing all right. Getting close to solving whatever it was we were working on. There were loads of security, but it was all very predictable, really. I did that quite a few times over the years. I have fond memories of seeing you asleep in your bed. Not to mention Dick and Jason, Tim and little Damien. I liked watching them grow up and go out on their own. I still visit them now and then. Not that they notice. Lies. Um, yeah, this is the thing that confused me. So, in Edward Nigma knowing who Batman is behind the cowl. Okay, that's been established since Hush. Why is he not notice? So, yeah, this is the thing about the infant frontier. Everything is canon, yet it's not canon. So what Tom King is going for is either has to theoretically be before Hush, but that's impossible because Damien wasn't around by then. Jason was dead. So Edward Nigma had to figure out who Batman was beforehand, and then this has to take place after Hush, at, right before Hush, and he's just ranting and raving. Me? And, yeah, see, this is the thing. When everything is canon, nothing is canon, and therefore, it's just so confusing. And so, so, <laughs> I'm left to assume that this is not actually set in the canonical DC universe. This is set in Tom King's universe with the Batman and Catwoman story with the Batman run he was doing at the time. That This is set in that timeline. That he created his own little, small, little side universe called the Tom King universe. And this is what takes place, with, like, probably after the War of Jokes and Riddles. In that unimpressive safe in the living room, behind the portrait of your parents, there is some light spending money, a few hundred thousand. I took one dollar once to see if you noticed. I bet you did, so that mystery's done. But in the safe in your bedroom, which is much more thoroughly protected, which is actually very well done, really, 
there, you keep one little scratched pearl. Your poor mother's, I presume. You want me to hit you? No, I don't like when you hit me. It hurts. In fact, from now on, anytime you touch me, for whatever reason, whenever I get free, and I will, I'm going to kill a robin. Maybe not one of the boys, maybe Stephanie or Cassandra, but someone. You may ask, wouldn't I do that anyway? Well, if I did, then I wouldn't have a threat that you care about. It was really win-win. Then again, you're Batman. You're not supposed to care about your children more than, say, some random stranger or somebody. And you probably think, though, you are wrong and that you can protect these wards of yours. So let's do this instead. If you touch me ever again, I will kill a random person. Someone you and I don't know. Just a stranger who's going about their day and then nothing. Never knowing it was you not listening that cost them their life. You want me to kill you. You could beat me that way. It is, in fact, the only way you could. But you won't. And so I will walk away out into my city while you stand and watch. And some time will pass and you will come to me and beg for my charity. And Batman grabs him by the throat. Edward, have you ever considered that you are the one who should be begging? No. There, see, in the end, I win. <laughs> I knew I would from the beginning. That's why I did it with the clues. If I fought you straight, it would just be this. You being pathetic, me free to do anything. Everything I wanted. So I tied one hand behind my back so you have a chance. So it would be a challenge. So it would be fun. I wanted to be fun. For so long we did that. And it was all right. I enjoyed seeing how you get me the next time. You were good. You were fun. I was fun. And then one day, this one of my henchmen spent time with a woman who said she was my mother. I, I went to see her. My father's talents, his shameful mistake that I was to redeem for him. A person can be a riddle, too. And usually the answer is mommy. What did mommy do? And there she was in front of me. I can finally know why I am this way. Bruce, I'm not like you. Crimes kill my parents. I will fight crime, whatever. No, I'm more complex than that. And I was about to be solved. So I asked her some things, and she opened her mouth, and, and before she could answer, I reached out and I strangled her. And she died as I watched life come out of her. I don't know. I didn't want the answer. I got tired of being right. I got tired of puzzles, of challenges, of riddles. And you and I, it's the same over and over. I lay out the maze and you run through it. But I'm not going to play games anymore, handicap myself to fight you for the thrill. I'm sorry, but I'm done with that now. I don't want to win or lose anymore. I don't care about that. You're smart and very good. But I'm smarter and better. So I'm just going to live my life, and you can live yours. Is that why you did it? And then Batman pops the, the basketball with his battery. Is that why you did it? You killed that man to show me what you could do without clues, without a pattern, 
How can I ever stop you? That's why a wife doesn't have a husband. Children don't have their father. For this stupid message. In the fence. In the back of the yard is open. There's a car on the outside waiting for me. I have a room prepared at the Gotham Plaza, a suite, 78C. I'll be staying there for the foreseeable future. I didn't kill that man to deliver this stupid message. No. I killed him because I knew I had to tell you how things were now. That if you so much as touch me, ever again, I would kill a random person. I knew you wouldn't believe me and test me at. Well, he's dead, isn't he? And a wife doesn't have a husband, and a child doesn't have a father. So there, now you know what you did. One final time, you got to the end of the labyrinth. There's your answer. Any other questions? Batman just stares at him as Edward just proceeds to turn away. Goodbye, Bruce. I'll see you around. Just please remember, will you? Riddles are fun. Batman just glares as Riddler leaves. And we see the aftermath of this event. Hey! You guys hear about Riddler? How Batman scared the... Ow, Batman's being scared out of him now? Won't even fight him or anything. I always thought that guy was stupid with his sideburns. And now he's got Batman shaking? Damn! And are these officers who gave their lives with the protection of the city? Who died in Arkham one ago? We proudly salute you. There's a website where you can just go and give him money. You just click on the question mark. You sent him 10 grand last night. Life's too short. That's smart. I gotta do that. You don't want to be on the list or something. Eh, just got over some no charges in the case. This one's clear for burial. Let's get it out. It doesn't more coming in tonight. I guess Black Mass tried to negotiate with Enigma. Jesus, is anyone that stupid? So it's confirmed that Enigma, who was seen by dozens of onlookers cuddling John Oates in broad daylight less than a month ago, remains free. Hey, there was no comment from the GCVD or the merits office as to why Riddler was let go or if there were any plans to prosecute. I got three witnesses who say it was the Riddler. Just walked up to him and did it, but we don't want that trouble. So as far as you know, it was nobody. Barbara, Barbara, listen to me. I'm not saying you can't handle yourself, but what Enigma's been doing these past two months since he got out, be careful now. Now, for now, for your father. Please. As Batman stares at the gravestone, Oh, Mr. Wayne, how nice to see you. Been a little while, hasn't it? Please, c c come in. Diane, I have connections in the GCPD. I've been inquiring after your husband, though they haven't officially released information. I now know why he was killed. I thought you would want to know. Ah, okay. The Riddler was playing a game with Batman. Batman didn't understand the rules of this particular game, it seems. Your husband suffered the consequences for this neglect. Why didn't he know the rules? Isn't that his job? And now that this Riddler guy's just out there and he's still doing nothing? What's going on? What game is this? It's not simple. Uh, it's not your fault. You're not him. Oh, <laughs> how little you know. Oh, you poor lady. I don't mean to take it out on you. I appreciate you telling me. Lord knows they tell me nothing. I'm sorry. I just thought, you live in Gotham. You choose to raise kids here. Batman's supposed to save you and what do you get? Think. My daughter, she plays soccer and sometimes we 
I have trouble getting her to go to practice because she can't decide if she likes it or not. She has fun, but gets stressed out about it. I tell her much, but don't worry so much. It's only a game. And then she'll say to me in that perfect kind of tween tone, just where they just think they understand anything, but they don't know anything. She says, Mom, I'm not stupid. It's a game you watch it, but when I play it, then it's just me. I try to put out the officers outside the hotel, standard just to stake it out, and they refuse to do it. They say he's going to kill their families. I went out there myself once, just parked across the street to see if he went out for the night or anything. Got a call from Barbara the next day, crying, someone poisoned our cats. I didn't tell her, she'll probably figure it out. I actually called the governor about bringing out the guard, just with my guys being a little unresponsive. He told me that his son's been missing for a week, and then he hung it up. The head of the United Bank of Gotham just put out a memo. Don't know if you heard. It says if Edward Nigma walks into any branch, he can have whatever he wants. No resistance or even reporting of the theft. It's not just this side law, but the five families had an emergency meeting about after the wives of all five heads were killed. Wasn't much debate. Decision was, don't touch Nigma. And if he asks for help, give it to him. Hearing the same from the crazies. All those guys used to laugh at the river. He was a joke. Now they're all in awe of him. Now listen to this. Maxi Zeus surrendered this morning. He said he wasn't a god anymore. And then he carved a crescent mark on his forehead. You know, Gordon, he's hearing all this right now. There's a small broadcasting device in the gargoyle there. It helps him keep track of what we're planning. It's all very smart. That's how he wins, by being very smart. Smart enough to know that I, that I have a weakness for mercy. A weakness that leads to... A weakness he has been exploiting these last months. But, and it took me some time to see this on the court. He showed me that being smart can be its own weakness. That you can get lost in your own assumptions. You see, I was smart. I assumed who he was who he was. He tells me, real, you solve it, case closed. I assumed he couldn't question himself. That he couldn't change. That he would never let go of the reins holding him back. That was my mistake, thinking I knew him. Assuming, assuming there was no limit to his fun. And I was smart and I was a fool, just like him. You see, now in his room by himself, he's making the same mistake. The same smart mistake I did. He assumes that I can't change. That I can't question myself. That I cannot let go of my own reins. That there's no limit to my mercy. And he assumes that this isn't a recording, that I'm actually on this rooftop actually saying these things. Riddle me this, Edward. Though we meet once, meet but once, you know me forever thereafter. What am I? And then the comic ends with, three, with four additional black panels simply saying, The End. So, Batman may have killed the Riddler. Yeah, I definitely don't think that's not going to be canon. So, yeah, that's the end of Tom King's Batman One Bad Day, The Riddler Story. And by God, that was a long one. Oh, God. So let me just go ahead and sum it up as best as I can. So the Riddler is no longer being what he was known for, being a Riddler. And Tom King... And here's the thing about the story. It's very well written. It's the artwork is odd, it's aesthetic, it's brutal, it's detailed, and it's brutality, this ugly nature of the world around him. 
The Riddler is an interesting character, and honestly, I feel like it could have been more interesting if Riddler just wanted to say, if Riddler wanted to show Batman what it could be like when he's not playing by the rules, why he's not playing when he's not playing by a simple game, like a Riddler who doesn't riddle is a Riddler who will always win. That kind of vibe I get. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the intention they were going for. But yeah, we have seven more one-shots coming out over the next several months. We got Batman One Bad Day Two-Face with Javier Fernandez and Marquio Tamaki. Fernandez is also working on the awesome King Spawn run, Azlanaris. Batman for Penguin, John Ridley. I can't pronounce the artist's name, but he's done some work. Gary Duggan for Mr. Freeze. G. Willow Wilson for Catwoman. Joshua Williamson for, Paint, for Bane. Playface for Colin Kelly and Jackson Langson. And Tom Taylor and Ivan Rios for Rachel Ghoul. Which will be awesome and probably the best work. Since it features Tom Taylor and Ivan Rios. So yeah, that was the end of the Batman One More Day story. And... It was dark. Very dark. It doesn't end on an optimistic note. It, in fact, ends on an ambiguous note that seems to indicate that Batman killed the Riddler. That the only way to stop the Riddler now is that you go for... That you have to cut... You have to break him. You have to end this. So, which kind of also is like... I th- like like he want like Tom King said in the interview that he wanted the Riddler to have his own killing joke moment. So I kind of get what they're trying to say. He was trying to say like how in the end of the killing joke one shot where it was supposed to be an out of continuity story, but because it was so damn good, it became its own living thing. So what the idea is that that it's supposed to end ambiguously. This is why I think it's not canon because whereas. Because unless you re, because then you have to change the story again in order to under, in order to make it work more, for it to fit the canonical status. So this is an out of continuity story. So I'm assuming this takes place in Tom King's own interpretation of the DC universe based on all his works. The reason why Tom King was trying so hard to make to be like a little bit like Alan Moore. He goes for the nine-panel layout. He goes for a lot of things that Alan Moore has been known for. And there are sometimes the panels seem to actually connect together. They're just divided into the nine-panel layout. And I do like the first-person perspective, and I like Mitch's drawings and artworks, including the colors are very, very rough and rough around the edges to give this grittier style to it. The writing is very good, and this chat that the Riddler being who he is and then throwing and changing the games like right out of nowhere, and especially how it opened where he just straight up shoots a guy in the middle of the street. Yeah, that's remember how he mentioned how that's a reference to a uh, former president? Yeah, uh, that, that's the reference. A certain president, whose name I will not mention because if I do, I'm going to get horribly trolled, potentially said that he could shoot someone on the street and he would still have voters on his side. Tom King looked at that, hates the guy, and thought, I'll channel that anger into the Riddler. Because look at what the Riddler did. He shot someone in the street. He got everything he wanted. But he pushed someone too far 
and now look where he's at. I don't know if this is Tom King trying to say something on that front, but I sincerely hope not, because that would be freaking dark as fuck. So, yeah. The Riddler is presumably dead in Tom King's eyes. And, yeah. It's... I don't think this is going to stick in the main canon. If it is, then you would have to change a lot of things up. Like, at least the Killing Joke story could be retroactively tied in well, because Joker's memories are very muddied and whatnot. He goes for the simple backstory life and then has the one bad day shtick. But instead, the Riddler story is more... It's the Riddler. He doesn't have the same method of, of chemically insane madness that the Joker has. That whereas when you get the Joker's flashbacks, they're all you can they're always skewed. You couldn't tell if this is the real Joker's flashback, or it's canonic, or it's just Joker being Joker, preferring multiple choice. That he was like, oh, I can be a comedian. Oh, I think I was a comedian. Oh, I got tied into some gangsters, you see? And then I fell into chemically acid pits. And then Jeff Johns looked at that and was like, no, the killing joke is canon. He's just one of the many Jokers. Which, honestly, annoyed me to no end. I honestly felt like it would have been better if the Joker just... Being the three Jokers, you could have said, when Joker says prefers multiple choice, he could go with, I'm all of them. Because there are more than one Joker. But now you went with the Joker who's been around the whole time to be the definitive Joker after the end of that story. Maybe one day I'll give another review shot at that, but we'll, but I'm just giving my rough thoughts on that. So yeah, Batman One Bad Day, the Riddler number one is over with. We'll see how things go for the next reign. But yeah, dark, dark, grittier story, and I'm curious as to know what's going to happen next when we get to when we get to Two-Face. What was his one bad day? Even though, theoretically, it was the courtroom where he got acid in his face that you would say is the bad day. But, somehow, it's now not. We'll have to see. I'm looking forward to it. Tom King's one-shot was pretty beautifully well done and written and drawn really well with Mitch. Uh, we'll have to see where this goes from here and see if this will stick to the main DC Universe or this will just stick to being Tom King's DC Universe. We'll have to see. Anyways, this was Neo Reality Collective, hosted by Eric Brown. Stay tuned for more next time as we approach the 50th episode of Season 2. And convincingly, it will be the Season season 2 finale of this show, of the episodic shows. So get ready for that happening this later this week. We'll see you all again next time. Take care. Have a good day. Enjoy this last ad break and outro. And we'll see you all again next time. Take care. sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.